You have now tuned in to the Comic Section Network. A country legend becomes a waking nightmare for Mitch, a college student stressed out about an upcoming exam. His study group takes a break to the rural countryside, which leads to an unusual discovery followed by an unnatural obsession. A mysterious soda machine stocked by a witch in the woods takes Mitch down a dark rabbit hole he may never return from. This week on Prime Cuts, we watched Smiley's. They say there's a witch that lives back there in those woods. She stocks the machine. <laughs> That's just a bunch of country legend bullshit. Soda! Oh, this? Bro, the witch got you, man. It's bad? <laughs> it's definitely bad. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Prime Cuts Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Hank Holder, alongside... Holly Griffin, alongside Marley the Dog Girl, who is currently shaking with terror in front of the refrigerator. Yeah, we're uh, kind of in the middle of a South Carolina summer storm, and she does not enjoy those at all. Not at all, and they happen nightly. Yeah, she should be known as Kira Knightley because she is keeping it... Irritable <laughs> nightly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> On Prime Cuts, we fly through the fizzy fruit punch flop house of carbonated chaos we call the Amazon Prime Video Catalog of Genre Films. Out of all the streaming platforms, none have the selection of small, lesser-known horror films, indie or otherwise, than Amazon Prime. And we're going to dig into that catalog right here. We're aware that streaming services frequently change their content, so while we can't promise that each episode's films will stay on Prime indefinitely, we're going to do our best to choose movies that we feel have found their forever home, where they will victimize viewers 24-7 from their virtual Amazon vending machine. So, without further ado, let's take a look at this week's selection, 2018's Smiley's. So this week, we watched Smiley's, a short film from writer-director Mike James, who is probably best known as a writer on the classic Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, and a part of the internet filmmaking collective known as Five Second Films. Yeah. So at 20 minutes, this film may seem like a short, but for a director used to work on five-second movies, this is like an epic. Yeah, this is kind of like his, uh, it's like uh, Dr. Chivago or Gone with the Wind. And those are movies that I know are very long. Very long. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Uh, That's long. That's long. Yeah. So this is like Forrest Gump mixed with <laughs> yeah. um, something about soda. There you go. So the movie starts with this legend. We're here overhearing the legend of 
Dustin and Sabrina, and they're taking a drive on this old dirt country road where they see, a, like, a witch in the middle of the road. They see something, and they crash into a random soda machine on the side of this dirt road. And afterwards, all that the police find are Sabrina's big blue eyes. Yeah, they somehow completely came detached from her head and they're laying separately on the ground. Two big old giant blue eyeballs. From a car crash. Yeah. Not understandable. Something supernatural happening. Oh, gotcha. So basically, we find that um, Christina is telling this story to her friends, Mitch and Tony, and they are actually on a car ride on this dirt road, uh, taking a break from the hard college exam lifestyle that they're currently living in. Yeah. And they're 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 smoking a little weed. Oh yeah. Getting getting high. Relaxing. I don't know if it's four twenty. I don't know when you uh do exams, but maybe. No idea. So uh also I mean Sabrina also brings up that there is like a grave in the middle of this road they're driving where the government wanted to build a highway through where the grave was, but the son of the woman whose grave it was sat there in the middle of the road with a shotgun. Yeah. So they were forced to build it around them. Yeah, they built And you never see this grave. And there's no highway, so No highway, no grave. I think Christina may be full of shit. <laughs> but our first our first indication that she yeah, might be full of shit. It could be. Well, they decide to take old Mitch to the Smiley soda machine, and because he's thirsty, yeah, he's been smoking weed. Yeah, he took it. He took a hit of the reefer, and now he's got a dry mouth. And he needs to drink. He needs some soda pop to quench. Don't you know why everybody carries water bottles around, Mitch? His name's Mitch, right? Because when they're high, they need. Yeah, they need a drink. Okay. Okay, now you know. Now you know. So basically this smiley soda machine is a potluck soda machine, like vending machine, that has an infinite number of drink possibilities. Not even drink possibilities, just like an infinite number of possibilities. Possibilities. Well, what else you get seems like school supplies. Yeah, so... (laughs) You you either get school supplies or drinks. Yeah. So Christina goes up to this machine, this abandoned, creepy machine, and there's only one button, and it's it actually says potluck, and it says it's written in Sharpie, and it says you must be 18 to play. Which I don't understand. Yeah, you got to be 18 plus. Plus. We don't know why, but. So Christina asked for a cream soda. She asked the gods, the soda gods, for a cream soda. In her best yoga pose. She does a fantastic uh, sort of one-footed, hands clasped together, lovely pose. Standing leg pose. Yeah, but it doesn't actually work because <clears throat> she gets a root beer instead. Uh, but Tony, the other friend, he, he, uh, he asked for a fruit punch, and he gets it. Yeah. And it's so exciting. Gosh. I, I wish I was like Tony. Yeah, me too. So does Mitch. Yeah, he does. Anyway. So 
Mitch is a little bit confused about how this is all working. Christina says that it's actually not random, but there's a power within the machine. So Mitch goes up to it and um, he asks for ginger ale, but instead he gets binoculars. Binoculars. A pair of... I guess that's not school supplies. Uh, no, binoculars aren't. The Christina does say that some of her friends have gotten things like a pack of pencils. Or, I'm pretty sure that was Tony. Yeah, or but glue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. she said glue. Tony said yeah. he, his friend got pencils. But the binoculars, uh, Tony does say that this is a bad sign because there is a witch that lives beyond this soda machine in the woods. And she's the one that stocks the machine. Uh, Christina... And Tony say, hey, it's silly. We're all joking. They, there's glue, random shit. It's fine. You know, but, um, you know, we cut back to Mitch being in his dorm, trying to study for the big exam. But this Smiley's machine, it's like on his mind. It's yeah, all, he can't get it out of his mind. It's all he can think about. He thinks that he can get something way cooler than ginger ale. Or binoculars. <laughs> like... Like Tony did. Like, he wants to try to go back to the machine, and he wants to get something super cool like Tony, like Fruit Punch. Yeah. He says, I'm not I'm not a ginger ale loser. I know in my heart that I'm like a Fruit Punch badass, and I, I, I just got to try again. And he literally thinks these things, because we hear him talking, mm-hmm. and we hear him say, oh, he's visualizing... Getting the fruit punch like Tony did, mm. and then he's all like, "Yeah, I'm a big man," and they're all like cheering him and stuff. And this is all stuff that he sees in his head. Yeah. So he really thinks that he needs to be cool and yeah. go back and try again. So he grabs his little plastic binoculars and he and he heads out into the night. And uh, as he approaches the Smiley's machine, it's sort of you know the middle of the night, and the and the machine lights up, sort of. Automatically, Ma- almost magically, yeah. automatically. Uh, he he starts to think about what he should ask for. He doesn't go too crazy, and he asks for a grape soda. But he doesn't get a grape soda. No, he uh, he gets a diet, <laughs> and everybody knows a diet's yucky. Yucky. No good. Very bad. Doesn't taste good. It's not good for you. Doesn't want it. So he's disappointed. He uh, he kind of starts walking back to his car and he and he opens the door and, and he, magically yeah he looks in the center console or the cup holder uh huh and there's a quarter <gasps> another oh, quarter it just appeared there yeah so he uh, he goes back to the machine and he he this time he's almost he's he's sort of uh, begging bartering with the machine he says <laughs> yeah. just give me lemonade or something that won't haunt or kill me <laughs> and uh he shouldn't have asked no and he presses the button and down comes a soda sort of mysteriously called red 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 soda yeah aka blood soda Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the implications are are dastardly with this it just says red. it doesn't even say soda it's smiley is it's red 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 flavored and um so now, like, cut to, mm-hmm. we see him back at school, yeah. and he is losing it. Even more. I mean, this guy is losing touch with reality. More and more, this 
this vending machine. I mean, it's obviously on his mind. We see him sort of staring at the campus vending machines. Um, A professor comes up to him and, and says, hey, if you're not getting anything from this vending machine, get out of the way and you better be studying for those all important exams. What is the saying that he uses? You got to shit or get Get off off the the pot. pot. (laughs) Off the pot. Make a damn selection. Poop or get off the toilet. Okay. Um, So. Cut to again. (laughs) He does not take that advice. No, not at all. But he does get, he goes to like a local arcade and he decides to get lots and lots and lots of change um, from one of those change machines. And he's got to return to the Smiley's vending machine. And I think this is a part where he starts hearing, or you start hearing him talk to himself even more, Must right? Must return to the machine. Must return to the machine. Yeah. Oh the, oh, the machine doesn't control me. I control the machine. The machine has no power over Mitch. He has power over the machine. <laughs> yes. Um, and at this point, it's almost like a montage. We it, we can tell that he's actually going back over and over yes, and over. The, the smileys, uh, soda pop cans start accumulating everywhere. Uh huh. They're piling up in his in his car, in and his dorm, all all around around everywhere. his. Yeah, he he could build a, a whole moat around the town he lives in and how many days has passed is not apparent it's not clear no no um could be one but he is wearing the same clothes i want to note that yeah so probably between one or two dude that's a lot of sodas it's a lot of sodas um which may contribute to how uh out of whack this guy's feeling a lot of high fructose corn syrup i'm sure <laughs> yeah uh, it's not it's not good to so have all that. through these returning visits to the machine mm-hmm. we actually uh, like we said we see him losing it mm-hmm. and then we see him starting to relive his first encounter with the machine. Yeah. He's looking through his binoculars. From sort of up, perched up on a hill, you know, maybe a half a mile away or whatever. And uh, and he sees this first thing. He sees himself and Tony and Christina walking up to the machine for the first time. And, uh, and this is when he decides that it's time to go look for that witch. Oh, yeah. So he, he goes out into the woods He's he's gonna find this witch. He he opens this gate and he's, you know, he finds this old house shack shack, shack yeah. in the woods. He enters it, um, but as he opens the door, we see oh, oh, he's back in his dorm room. But then it sort of cuts between the, the dorm and this crazy shack house yeah. that's has a bunch of stuff all over it. Yeah, so he's so he's in his dorm with all the soda cans he's looking at like a, a citrus blast soda is what it's called and then it becomes arsenic explosion <laughs> yeah. and then and then we cut back and he's in the shack and there's like this crazy occult witch bible on the table and it's got big words in blood don't do it the kind of horror journal kind of things the old necronomicon evil dead kind of thing yeah he finds and there's all this sort of uh cliche horror crap around this place but eventually he he runs away from the shack and uh as he leaves he's still in the woods and he comes across well he starts to hear this sort of chanting 
Yes. And uh, so duh, so oh duh, so duh, so oh duh. <laughs> Which proves that if you say anything in the right voice, it can sound devilish and scary. Yes, because they're definitely saying soda, but. It's a bit creepy. It is, definitely. But then he stumbles upon these people, and it's almost like a, I guess, a, a, a cult of some kind. Right. It's a bunch of red-cloaked figures out in the woods. And... There's this flash of this one girl, and she has, like, like gauze or something over her eyes. Mm. It's like her eyes were cut out for no apparent reason. Interesting. Yeah, I must have missed that. But that's, yeah, it's, it's some creepy... People doing some kind of ceremony around a giant fire, and they're carrying a guy. Uh, well, it's him. He sees himself. He sees himself. He's looking through those binoculars on, again. Yes, on a like wooden bed being mm-hmm. carried by the cloaked people to a fire. Yeah. And he's about to get burned. And then he notices that there's two figures standing... On each side of the witch, who also you can't see her eyes, or something crazy going on there. Mm-hmm. And she just stops, and she just points at him. Mm-hmm. And then he vomits. Yeah, of And when he notices the two figures standing next to the witch are, in fact, his friends. <gasps> Tony and Christina. Yes. Oh, what the hell. He immediately <laughs> cuts and runs back to his car. He's, but he... On the way, he's sort of the cults following him, chanting, So duh, so da. Oh, he's doing that horrible, like, horror movie run where he just keeps falling over yeah, himself. Yeah, he can't quite uh, keep his legs. He's kind they're, of crawling. They're sort of spaghetti noodles. Yeah. Just... That kind of drives me nuts. Yeah, and, and I think it's obviously sort of commenting on that. This is very clearly sort of a, a comedy take on these tropes. But he... Uh, he starts, he's almost to his car, and he sees the, the soda machine again, and, and you can tell he really wants to stop and get another soda. But <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, nope, can't go, gotta get to the car. He gets in, and he, and he drives away. And um, and there's sort of cut to later, probably the next day or so, we don't really know. <laughs> we have no idea. And, uh, it's daytime, though. It is daytime now, and uh, Tony and Christina are studying, you know, they're being good Good old kids. In the library mm-hmm. at the college. Yep. Learning the difference between barley and parsley. So it must be some kind of... Uh, Culinary Yeah, students? or... Horticulture? No. Horticulture? No. I would think that... Pl- plant, I mean, yeah, maybe. Plantology? Whatever. Biology. Who knows? No. Geology. Okay, stop. Okay. Okay. So, Mitch runs into the library, and, and at this point, he looks awfully. Still wearing those same clothes. His lips are chapped. He's oh, yeah. so pale. And oh, he's gross. Yeah, you know, I mean, Same man. clothes. Yeah, really bad. Uh, so, he comes in, he started, starts rambling about all this shit that happens, and, and Tony's like, Dude, um, Mitch, you're acting like a crazy person. Let's, let's walk outside. Let's take this outside. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a library, and you're supposed to be. Yeah, well, Tony is looking kind of kind of sus, yeah. as they say. A nowadays. little, yes. Apparently, they say sus Hank to mean suspicious. That. I need someone to help me convince Hank that we don't say suspicious anymore. We say sus. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I am aware that 
many words are cut short in the because that's the, what us millennials do in the name of convenience and yeah. or cool slang. But right. I just anyway. hadn't hadn't heard that particular one before. I hear it all the time. Yeah, sus. So Tony's sus, but they bring him outside, and Mitch is trying to sort of explain what's happened. But you know, they're looking at him like sort of halfway between he's insane and. And he's figured it out. Well, Christina, yeah. Christina's all acting real innocent, but then she keeps flashing yeah. looks over to Tony. Yeah. But basically, they decide that it's time to go back to the Smiley's machine and, and show him that all of this is just in his head. It's all silly country We didn't mean to scare and, you, Mitch. Yeah, it was, we didn't mean to scare you, Let man. us just take you back there so you can see that none of this is real and you're going to be okay, man. Yeah. So, and, so they, you, and Tony makes sure to say that he cannot have any more doobies. Yeah, no more weed. Because Mitch, he kind of has a revelation. He starts to have these flashbacks when they're driving back. And, oh, yes, I hit this joint. And then after the joint is when we were at the soda machine for the first time. And I was high. And, but you don't stay high for this long. Well, no, not as long as this whole thing seems <laughs> to have been taking place. So, I don't know. I But... Uh, anyway, very shortly after, though, before they even get there, you know, Tony and Christina ask Mitch to take another look through his binoculars. And so after this, he pulls up his binoculars, they're driving, they turn around and through the vision of the binoculars, we see, oh, Tony and Christina are in the same red cloaks that they were in, in his I not hallucination <laughs> and all, probably a real thing that happened and they crash into the soda machine just like the crash at the beginning of the short which may be why so they they crash they lose the eyes maybe that's why the witch had her eyes missing in the who loses their eyes I mean maybe everybody in, in the very beginning of the film, when they're talking about Sabrina and Dustin on yeah. this cold, dark night. Oh, maybe that Sabrina is the witch. Right. Right. Uh, the reason why her eyes were all gauze oh, over. So. Gotcha. Wow. Third time watching slash talking about this movie. We just came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And, uh, and, and scene. Yeah. Fade to black. Credits. And then it plays a pretty cool song. Yeah, good song over the end credits. Um, I think it's by someone named Oreo Jones, which may or may not. Oh, look. Yeah. An Indianapolis star. Uh, Cool. So, yes. Okay. Oreo Jones. Cool. Uh, Little hip song. Really good song. But then we get... Post credit sequence. Yes, and we see that Mitch is in a red cloak during uh, winter, and he's the one stocking the machine. What? What? That just adds more confusion. Absolutely fantastic, wonderful confusion. Love it. Okay, so I've got 
a question for you. If you run across a Smiley's vending machine, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and you're thirsty, and you've got a quarter, you go up, what drink do you ask for? That's easy. Ah. Lemonade. Yeah. That's what you want? That's what I want. What do you think you would actually get? What do I think I'd actually get? Red. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I Okay. What drink would you ask for? Well, I mean, you know me. I would ask for the tea, baby. No! Oh! Hope it doesn't spill, though. Oh, Hank. Gotta uh... have the tea. Bye, Hank. Yeah. Well, good time. All right, so time for our reviews of Mike James Smiley's. Um, you you want to go first? You want me to? I think you should go first. I'll go first. Okay, so I'm kind of in the pocket for this kind of thing. Um, before we watched this, I was not aware of who made it or or whatever. Um, but afterwards, when I realized it was Mike James, it it made a lot of sense. I've I've actually watched. The movie that he wrote, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. And it's a really cool sort of feature-length version of this same thing where it's all these horror tropes just being subverted and made fun of. And it's sort of this absurdist humor and weird yeah. comedy. You know, it's it's not really a, a straight horror movie at all. And when I, and With obviously... A like that? Yeah. It's not just horror comedy? Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's it's comedy. Um, but the other interesting thing that I learned, and I'll get to my real review in a second, but is that Mike James, it, I guess this was actually sort of based on a true story. That, Which part? That, that there was this random vending machine out in the middle of nowhere that you would put your quarter into, and I guess... He actually got like a pack of pencils from this thing. Huh. Do you have any idea where and when? I I don't. I I would have to reread the interview with him that I read. But after reading that, I was like, yeah, that's such a cool idea it for a movie. Is. I already thought that the idea behind it, this sort of like random vending machine that you just put your quarter into and you don't know what's going to come out or who stocked it. I want a vending it. machine like that. Hell yeah. Yes. It's cool. And, you know, there were some interesting uh, subversion of these sort of classic horror tropes where it's like, you know, he's he Mitch's sort of spiral into insanity sort of mirrors these a lot of psychological horror movies where, you know, you don't really know what's going on or what they're seeing or what's in their head or what's, uh, you know, what's really happening versus... Uh, what they're imagining yeah Yeah. and um and all the revelations that he's having like they're oh i was smoking weed maybe it's all fake but then i looked through my binoculars and oh my god my friends were in on it you (laughs) know all these different things it's just sort of joke after joke after joke and now it's not laugh out loud funny really it's more like it's entertaining it's well shot i think all the actors did a really good job i agree um and I, I think it was clever w- without being, like, too too clever for its own good, basically. Sometimes when you deal with, 
you know, yeah, the sort of meta humor. Pretentious, no, it didn't. And it didn't tentative. come off. It basically came off like a love letter to these kind of horror movies rather than something that was trying to make fun of the genre. Right. So, uh, overall, I, I really like this kind of horror comedy and I, I think it was kind of smart, a little bit funny with some good acting and a, basically like a really, really good premise. Uh, so I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. How about you, Holly? Well, actually, I'm going to give it a higher score than that. Oh, shit. I, you know that I don't usually like movies or watching anything. You don't like movies. That No. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that leaves me confused. Or does it make sense? Like, if I can't wrap my brain around it and it drives me nuts, then I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't do well for me. But I chuckled through this movie a lot. I agree with a lot of things that you just said. Mm-hmm. I had a good time watching it. And I don't care that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I don't know exactly what is what. Yeah. I had a really fun, what, 20 minutes <laughs> watching this. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. That's right. Our highest score so far uh, after the 7.5, which might have been our highest score so far (laughs) before the 9 out of 10. Woo! Woo! Yeah. No. It it was good. It was fun. Yeah. And obviously, it it probably isn't the kind of thing that should be stretched out to feature length, but it wasn't. It was a nice, short, you know... It was, it was, it was good. It was fun. Fun times. Excellent. Thumbs in the air. Excellent. We already said that. Woo! Thumbs up, dick to <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay, so we normally take a look at the Amazon customer reviews of the movies that we do, but there really weren't many uh, for Smiley's on the Prime page. Uh, There were four, and and like two were really positive. One was super negative. One was a little middling. But, you know, for something that's just sort of like a short that was a sort of a passion project. uh, We don't care what other people have to say? Fuck what other people think. (laughs) Okay. So we are going straight into... Our unaffiliated, unofficial product deal of the week. All right. All right? What'd you find? Well, we're going to take a look at a ba-ba-ba-ba book. And the title of this book is Passive Income with Vending Machines, colon, Step-by-Step Guide to Starting Your Own Vending Machine Empire. I mean, that's cool, but I wanted you to find me an actual vending machine. You gotta read the book first. Okay, If you spend $1,500 on a vending machine and you don't know what to do, then you're stuck with a big old hunk of crap. (laughs) Okay. So this book is by James Moore. It's available on Kindle, audiobook for free if you have Kindle Unlimited, Uh, but... You can get the paperback version on Prime for thirteen dollars and thirty eight cents, and uh, I'm gonna what go a ahead. Deal. It's a d- 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 deal to teach you how to make 
Not much money. Money, money, money. Maybe a lot of money. Maybe. Let's see. Not if it's in your own house. Let's see the description here. You're not making any money. Here's your step-by-step go-to guidebook on everything you need to know about vending machines, including a bonus look at the office coffee business as an additional money-making idea. This is a step-by-step wealth of information where I'll give you my secrets and lucrative tips. Yes, all the guesswork is taken out of the equation, and you'll know exactly how to start up without feeling insecure about this income stream. That's my big goal. How would you like to make money by becoming a vending operator or a coffee brewer dealing with big, hungry clients? Hi, it's James Moore here, and I'd like to congratulate you for deciding to take a good and thorough look at one of the most lucrative income streams available to you in your area or locality. Actually, this was one of my first major income streams, and I'd like to navigate you through it so you can enjoy its benefits Two, it's quite simple, really, how these businesses operate. We'll take an in-depth look at how these businesses operate from the ground up. There's nothing worse than having to guess your way through self-employment, and that's where I come in. We'll do this step by step and together. Yes. Here, oh my gosh. I'll explain the ins and outs of setting up so you'll come across like an absolute pro to your first customers and then you'll be easily able to streamline from there. Great! Business travels fast and if you initiate the startup with your great delivery service, the world is quite literally your oyster. Do you want my secret six methods? I feel like you're going to give them These are my secrets to the getting the customers you want and on your terms. In fact, when I started implementing these methods, I was busier than a beaver looking for food after a long nap. I want you to be the beaver. Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking. If you know what to expect, then you can make a decision whether or not this business venture idea is right for you. As I always say... Knowledge is power, and it's important that you know what you're getting into well before you open your wallet or purse at all. Here, I'll explain what else can make you money just by asking and giving your customers what they seek. At the end of the day, you're their solution to a problem or many that they have, and you'll become invaluable to them in this way. (laughs) Do you want to know about my vending business venture? Um, you do! I will tell you about how it all started for me and give you some sums to look at so you can see just how amazing it can truly be, especially once you get your foot in the big door of entrepreneurship. I think you'll really enjoy my story. I truly hope so. This do you is want really to know? all on the Amazon page? This is the description! Oh my god. When you know this, you can emulate this over and over again. And you'll be able to keep the income flow coming in at a steady pace. And more than you ever thought possible. This is the bee's knees of business. (laughs) I'll tell you how to source the right machines at great prices so you'll know how much you should be paying You'll need this knowledge to keep your budget intact. And so you can earn the cost price back as quickly as possible. All my secrets and knowledge will be shared here. I can't wait for you to see how 
I did it. It's one of those enjoyable incomes where the less time put in, you make more money. And that's what you'll do. <laughs> Are you running out of steam I... or did he convince you? I'm James. <laughs> okay. All right. You're done. You're done. We're, it's done. You know, this book is only 52 pages long. <laughs> really? Yeah. And like the first 20 is all this gibber. I did it. 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 Yeah. That's basically all this was. Oh my God. So you're not sold then? I, thought I mean, I am, and I totally unofficially and unaffiliatedly endorse this product, and you can get the paper book of a fat whopping 52 pages on Amazon for $13.38. I don't know. I don't know either. I think that I'm going to go and buy some little plastic binoculars instead mm -hmm. and then go and sit in front of a vending machine and see what happens. Probably as worthwhile as reading this fucking book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> thought maybe it'd be worth worth a look. <laughs> Valiant effort, Hank. Ah, thanks. <laughs> What are you fucking nuts? <laughs> you thought? <laughs> you can't just... ah. 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 Another episode of Prime Cuts Horror Podcast in the Can. I'm your host, Hank Holder, alongside Holly Griffin, alongside Ma Ma Marley. Marley the dog girl, she's gone. She's she must be either hiding behind the toilet, mm -hmm, maybe, or a curtain. Could be a nightstand. There's no telling. She's shaking somewhere. So we're not alongside her, but she is part of our crew forever and always. But um, we'll have to make sure that we go find her and give her lots of loving and doggy scratches. Yeah. So you guys, be sure to send some good vibes and love to Marley the Dog Girl. She needs it this time of year. These summer storms are way too much for her. And then we exacerbate the problem with our uh, never-ending stream of horror films that we watch. So And uh, regular films. Remember, yeah. anything that has doorbells, elevator dings, mm -hmm. uh old telephones yeah so um fire alarms she's she's oh, sensitive text message things yeah yeah so every year it's terrible though during the storm and i always tell her every year that she's getting too old for this shit and well, she needs to relax i think she's gonna be too old for this shit uh for the rest of, of her, her life. life yeah but i'm glad that this episode we had our first full-fledged recommendation for Smiley's. Yes. A film written and directed by Mike James of the Five Second Films Collective. Absolutely. And writer. One of, I think, like 11 on Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. So There's 11 writers <laughs> yeah. for the movie? <laughs> oh, now we gotta watch yeah. it. <laughs> That's always a, a good sign, but yeah. I'm sure they were all friends and made a, a loving tribute to the genre. But um, Awesome. Well, thank you guys again, and yeah. we will see you next week. Woo! Prime.
cuts horror. All right. You have now tuned in to the Comic Section Network.